Turn your Bibles, please, to Titus chapter 2. Titus chapter 2. I'll just read a little while. In the book of Titus chapter 2, I'm going to begin to read verse 1. But speak thou the things which become sound doctrine, that the aged men be sober, grave, temperate, sound in faith, in charity, in patience. The aged women likewise, that they be in behavior as becometh holiness, not false accusers, not given to much wine, teachers of good things, that they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, keepers at home, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God be not blasphemed. Young men, likewise, exhort to be sober-minded in all things, showing thyself a pattern of good works, in doctrines, showing uncorruptiveness, gravity, sincerity, sound speech that cannot be condemned, that he that is of the contrary part may be ashamed, having no evil thing to say of you. Exhort servants to be obedient unto their own masters, and to please them well in all things, not in answering again, not prolonging, but showing all good fidelity, that they may be adorned the doctrine of God, uh, our Savior, in all things. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing <coughs> of the great God and our Savior Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people zealous of good works. These things speak and exhort and rebuke with all authority. Let no man despise thee. Heavenly Father, as we approach this great chapter, Lord, we try our best over the years to explain the grace of God to people. We can't get it done, but we keep on trying. We'll never understand your pure grace till we get to, you, to your heaven. Bless us today as we study it now in Jesus' name. Amen. I'd like to show you some things about the grace of God that bringeth salvation according to verse 11. First, I want you to notice it's given to us in time zones. The first time zone is found in verse 11. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation has appeared. <coughs> That's past. John Newton once said, I'm not what I ought to be. I'm not what I want to be. I'm not what I hope to be in another world. But still I am not what I once used to be. And by the grace of God, I am what I am. I think about that a great deal. I'm, I'm so thankful I'm a child of God today. Amen. But you know I have to turn around and say to God only by the grace of God. I think about that a great deal. I was 26 years old when I got saved. 
only by the grace of God, not by anything I've done. Well, the second time psalm, you'll find in verse 11 down through verse 13, notice, for the grace of God that bringeth salvation has appeared, as it passed, to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. So the second time zone is found in verse uh, 12, the present world. Two words in this verse, teaching and lie and live. The grace of God teaches us. Number two, the grace of God teaches us how to live. Keep in mind, Paul is speaking here to Christians only. Once you have been saved by the grace of God in verse 11, then you can be taught how to live for God in verse 12. Now, a lot of people turn that around. In fact, I know a preacher that I've talked to some time ago, and he was talking about having people saved as he's preaching in his church. And he said, oh, we don't have people saved per se as you say per se, preacher, anymore. We get everybody in church and we teach them and then we get them saved. I said, that's backwards. You can't teach a dead man anything because the book of Ephesians said we're dead in our sins and trespasses. you got to get them saved first by the grace of God. That's present tense. You get them saved, uh, past tense, I mean, you get them saved by the grace of God. Now, in the present tense, you can live for God. I didn't know how to live to God for God until I got saved by the grace of God. Two words here, live and teach. Now, once you've been saved by the grace of God, then you can begin to live God. God is not in the business of reforming the world. God is not in the business of giving uh, good advice to the unsaved. God is in the business of redeeming the lost sinner. The gospel is not an appeal to Christ rejecting men to do better. God has never asked the unsaved to reform or change. The word teach or teaching in verse 12 means to train, uh, to educate. After we're saved by the grace of God, we're left here for the reason of being trained to be more like the Lord Jesus Christ. You know what that's for? We're not ready for heaven yet. Amen? I need to be trained to get ready for heaven. One of these days I'm going there and I want to know what kind of person will live there when I get there. The third word, the third word in verse 11, notice, is the grace of God. Verse 11. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation. The grace of God. People have tried to define grace as long as I've been preaching, I've read behind preachers trying to define what grace means. And one is, but it is unmerited favor. That is the grace of God. Amen? But I believe it's more than that. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9, God saves us by His grace. For by grace are you saved through faith. Now notice something here. We're not saved by God's love alone. I thank God He loved me. John 3.16 We're not saved by God's mercy. I thank God had mercy on me. Amen? But we're saved by God's grace. Ephesians chapter 2 Now mercy is a compassion of God that caused Him to send the Savior Jesus Christ to die for us. 
But mercy alone is not enough. Have you ever been to see someone in very sick in the hospital, for instance? Sick unto death? You have compassion on them? You want to help them? You want to stop death from coming? But you can't. You're helpless. Compassion and mercy is not enough alone. You must have power to help. If you could be saved just by mercy from God, then Jesus died for nothing. God is merciful, but He's more than that. I think Romans chapter 2 and verse 4 explains it. Saving grace very clearly. Or salvation by grace. Listen to what it says. Or despises thou the riches of His goodness and forbearance and longsuffering? not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance. In 1 Timothy 1 verse 14, And the grace of our Lord was exceeding abundant with faith and love which is in Christ Jesus. Romans 9 verse 16, To them, to, so then it is not of him that willeth, nor him that runneth, but of God that showeth mercy. Did you know it doesn't matter how good you say you are or what all you've done to people? By the way, I wanted to say this this morning. Find somebody. Find somebody this week that you can be a blessing to. I mean, just find somebody that you love that you just like to send them a present or, or just send a gift to them and, and uh, let them know that you love them this week. There's nothing like that on the face of earth. That's from a giving heart. Don't expect nothing back. Just give it because you want to do something for somebody. And see what a difference it makes in your own life. I just wanted to show that, throw that out there. But try it. And I guarantee you, God will bless you for it. Now, it's a wonderful thing when you come to understand God loves you. God wants you to go to His heaven. And He has done everything to get you there. Now, listen very carefully. God has the power, though, to save you. I don't have that. I've had people come up to the front here to get saved. They preach, I want to be saved. They act like I can save them. I had a man tell me in the hospital one time. I was trying to lead him to saving faith in Christ. He said, no, I'm going to come to church and I'll get saved in your church like I could save him in the church. I can't save you. Neither can any other man. We don't have the power to save anybody. Now, I have the power of God to tell you how to be saved by the grace of God through the Word of God. I can show you the means whereby you can get saved by trusting the Lord Jesus Christ, but I can't save you. I can't change a life. I've had people to uh, literally, I had a man drag his wife into my office. Now, you tell a preacher, you change her, preacher. I can't change you. And I don't have that kind of power. I can tell you how to be changed by the grace of God. But I can't do it. But I got one that can, amen? I got one that can save anybody. I don't care who they are. Man, I've had the privilege of seeing all kinds. You name them. Ever drunk, ever dope fiend, you name anything you want to. And I've had the privilege of leading them to Christ Jesus. Not saving them, but leading them to Christ. Where they can be saved by the grace of God. Amen? Because Jesus not only loves you, not only has compassion on you, but God has a power to save you. Did you know what the Bible said? That God gives us a new heart. 
He doesn't make that old heart older. Amen? He gives you a brand new one in Christ Jesus. That old personality you used to have, that old inside of you used to want to do the things of this world, and God said, I give you a brand new desire. Like I've said before, I tell people I'm saved by the grace of God. If, I, and if I'm saved by the grace of God, then what I do don't matter. I just go out and live like I want to. I said, I do. Why? Because I've been changed inside. I've been given a new owner. That's the power of God. Man cannot save himself. Man does not have the power to save himself. God has the power to save anybody. God's mercy is shown to us sinners in giving His only begotten Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to die for us. That's love beyond our understanding. Wanting to save someone's soul is a great thing, but not enough. God has the love. God has the power. God has the compassion to save anyone who will come to Him. That's the grace of God. It doesn't matter who you are, what you have done. You come to the Lord Jesus Christ, and He will save your soul. Romans 10, verse 13. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's the grace of God. The third time zone is the future. Look at verse 13. Looking for that blessed hope and glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen? The object of this blessing is Jesus is coming back for you and I. Now, I don't know about you, but I've been watching the news quite a bit. And, and years ago, you remember when, I, I don't remember what year it was, back in the 60s, I believe it was, they were talking about a nuclear war and everybody building bomb shelters and, you know, going underground and, and building shelters and teaching our little kids to get under desks and all kind of thing and catch in case a bomb was dropped. Hey, by the way, you know where the first one's going to be dropped at if they do drop one on the United States? Field. Right there in the middle of us. Amen? Right here at us. Think about that. Oh, preacher, I'm scared to death. Don't bother me. Not one ounce. By the way, I laugh at these people. I got a I got a multi-million dollar friend of mine that has built him a, a bomb shelter under the ground. He's done and got all this food that won't waste. Uh, I forgot what they call that kind of food. You know, it's preserved food, lasts forever, you know, all that kind of stuff. He's got water down there. He's got everything in the world to take care of him. I said, what are you going to do when you come out? Hmm? You can't stay down here. You're not a mole. You can't live down there forever. It don't bother me when they start. And by the way, it's getting closer and closer and closer. Did you know God works by a timetable? You know that? All the way through life, He's been working by a time clock. And I believe as that time is ticked on, it's right over here. It's getting real close to Him coming back. I look forward to that. I want to show you something. The grace of God is in the past. Jesus died for our sins. Amen? But the grace of God is in the present. I'm saved by the grace of God. You can be too. That's the present. But the grace of God not only stops there, it goes on to the future. 
Look at it, verse 11. Look in what a blessed hope. I'm not looking for another president that's going to get us out of all this trouble. You know what I'm looking for? Jesus to come back. And then all the trouble's gone. Amen? Looking for that blessed hope and the glory appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. I laughed at a little boy who used to, we knew, and he was coming down Highway 60. You ever, you ever been coming east on Highway 60 right at sundown? And at the right time of the year, that sun sets right in the middle of Highway 60. You can't hardly see anything but the sun. And there it sets, amen? And I laughed at this little boy and said, Look, Daddy, it landed. <laughs> Talking about the sun setting. I was coming back the other day, though, here a while back, and I looked back over here to the eastern, uh, the, you see, it sets in the west. Yeah, I looked back towards the west, and the sun was setting, and there's those rays going up from the sun behind that cloud. And I looked at that boy, what a sunset. And I said to myself, I'm so glad I live in Florida. <laughs> they, got, they don't get to see that up in Yankee State. But here we are. Beautiful, beautiful sunset and that glory of God coming up through it. It's just so beautiful. I looked at that and I said, wouldn't that be something if Jesus was to come? What a glory. That don't even begin to explain it. And guess what? He's coming back for me. And He's coming back for you. That's the future. That's the grace of God. Now, I don't deserve that. If I deserve anything, it'd be hell because I'm a sinner. I've been against God, but He saved me by His grace. The object of this blessed hope is the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ back for you and I. Our hope is our anchor in God. Our hope is the future, in the future is Christ Jesus our Lord. God can take us off this earth to be with Him and He will do it by His grace. Saved by grace. Living in grace. And our hope is in Jesus Christ that is coming by grace. Listen to me just for a second. Grace is loving, is love blessing the ill-deserving. Mercy Helping the needy. Power. Lifting the downtrodden. Fullness. Filling the empty. Compassion. Loving the hopeless. Beauty. Clothing the naked. Cleansing the defiled. Tenderness. Melting the hardened. And joy. Gladden the miserable. Grace. Meets the sin of the sinner. And removes it. Grace answers for the sinner by dying for him. Grace lives to empower the saint and to live in him. Grace equips the soldier and conquers through him. Grace leads the child of God and cheers him on. Grace employs the servant and for service fits him. Grace undertakes for the believer and supplies all his needs. Used to be an old preacher friend of mine. Every time he'd come in church, he's a retired preacher. He'd come to our church for years. And every time he'd come in church, I'd go back and shake hands with him. He said, by the, I am what I am by the grace of God. Every time you see 
bam, madam, by the grace of God. And one day it hit me. Brother, if you say that, you better realize what you're saying. When you walk around and tell somebody, I am what I am by the grace of God, you better mean it. You better let Christ show out of you to a lost and dying world. I tell people all the time, I'm saved by the grace of God. But not only do I want to tell you that, I want to live it. I want you to see it out of me. Amen? By the grace of God. I thank God for His wonderful, marvelous, matchless grace. Amen? I'm saved. I'm kept. I feel sorry for people that call themselves Christians that don't have the assurance of their salvation. They don't know without a doubt. Absent from body, present with the Lord. Hey, if I fall over dead right here while I'm preaching, don't worry about me. I'm not here. Absent from body, present with the Lord. Amen. I know that. I know a lot of people don't have that assurance. And they live in misery. By the grace of God, I know I am saved. And I know soon I'll be with Him, and so will you. Amen? I look forward to it. Stand with me, please. Heavenly Father, I pray for somebody in this place today, or somebody's listening to us today. Lord, if they'll understand, there's nothing you can do to be saved. Jesus has already done it all. He's done and died on the cross. His blood has done and paid the price. All they have to do is receive it. And I pray, dear God, that somebody will. But not only that, I pray, dear God, that you'll teach us to live in grace every day of our life, understanding that you saved us in the past, you're saving us now, and you will be saving us in the future. We're saved forever. Bless us, we pray, and rejoice.